Wow, this uh, this picture of Mateo Lopez is amazing, but so is this other one. Yeah. Mateo, Mateo, if we want to get more people to listen to the podcast, should I use the picture of serious professional Mateo or the picture of cool guy, laid back expert Mateo? Which one? Uh, well, uh, I would say the laid back. But how do you know? One. How do we know? But if, if, well, if we're trying to be really scientific about this, uh, you know, some might say, some gurus some. out there would say, why don't you split test it? Why don't you A-B test it? Okay, let's, uh, let's, let's go over this. A-B testing is a buzzword in the digital marketing world right now. We'll go over it. We'll tell you what it is, uh, if you should do it, perhaps even how you can do it, and what you might want to do instead. We'll be back with Mateo Lopez of Two Brain Marketing right after this. Want to add $5,000 in monthly revenue to your gym? You can do it. If you want to know how, talk to a certified Two Brain Business Mentor for free. You can book a call at twobrainbusiness.com. And we are back with Mateo Lopez. Uh, we're going to talk about A-B testing. Uh, right off the bat, for people who don't know, what is this stuff? A-B testing is uh, basically, uh, or split testing as it call, as it is also uh, called is basically when you have uh, two things, uh, two variations of a thing. Uh, let's just say an ad, uh, an ad, right? You have one version of an ad and another. And you're going to split test. You're going to show both to uh, your audience or to a test group and see which one performs better. Uh, that's kind of the uh, the idea there when it comes with ads. You can A/B test you. You can A/B test uh, anything. You can A/B test your picture, your, your ad copy, the button, the call to action. Uh, a landing page, uh, all sorts of things. Any anywhere where there are two more than one option, uh, you can you can pretty much split test it. So, in theory, you should if if this was a simple and easy process with a limited number of variables, you could take this one thing and this other similar but different thing and show it to an audience, and they would tell you which one is better and makes them want to buy the thing more. Correct. Yeah, yeah. If you he, the key there is uh, you know, controlling and limiting the variables, yeah. but yeah, a simple A/B test would be: uh, let's say we have two ads. Uh, one, uh, the the copy is exactly the same uh, as the other, and the only difference is the image. That would be a, a simple ad creative A/B test to see uh, which one's going to perform better: the the image of uh, of you or the image of me with the same ad. This copy. is kind of like the old you know the focus grouping practice, right? Where you you get people in a room and you'd pay them twenty bucks to look at your ad and tell them you know how how the car makes you feel or whatever it is, and advertisers would decide uh, we're going to use this word and this music because the focus group liked it. This is kind of a, a live online focus grouping, correct? Yeah, and then you can keep going, right? Let's say we determine that people like you in the image better than me. Unlikely, then, but we'll talk. All right, yeah. we, keep, we keep your image the same. And now we have two ads. And now it's just your face with, on both of those ads. But now we're going to change the headline of the, of the ad copy in each one. Uh, but then the body copy is going to be the same. All right, and then we see which one of those performs better. Okay, so then we find the winner of that. It's your face. It's uh, headline, cop, uh, headline A is the winner. And now we're going to do two versions of the body copy. Uh, and then we go down and we fi figure out, okay, the winner, the winning combination is Mike Workington's face, uh, headline copy version A, but body, uh, version body copy version B. And that's like the winning combo of, uh, when you take all the, all the individual elements, uh, when we test for all the individual elements, we'll find the winner, uh, 
that way. Basically. So I, I checked this out. I did some reading on this because I saw I saw someone mention A/B testing. I thought, man, this maybe I should be doing this thing to with my ads to see if if it makes a difference. And I read this article, and it, I, my head was spinning in about three paragraphs, and I kind of pushed through about three more scrolls. And by the time I got into like you know halfway through, I was completely confused because there are like a thousand variables in a Facebook ad that you can switch. Correct. Yeah, there, there are a lot. I mean, you've got the, the, the text, uh, you've got the image or video. If you're using a video, that's another <laughs> thing. The, the medium, the media itself is a, is a variable, uh, that can add all sorts of different elements to it. Uh, and then you have your headline, which is the bold piece. And then you have the, the newsfeed link description. Uh, sometimes people just leave that blank because on certain, uh, views, on certain, uh, feeds like in the messenger feed or or in on your mobile sometimes that's not even visible and then the the button you can change it from learn more to download to you know buy now to all those different options are available to you there so yeah there's a lot of variables a lot of things you can and then change. it even gets weirder if you're like directing people to a landing page you might have a whole other hundred thousand variables that you could change on that landing page yep the oh, sense yeah. that I got. Yeah, if you're driving to a page or a lead ad. Yeah, yeah so totally. the, I mean, the sense that I got from reading this article was that A, this was way beyond me, uh, and B, you could really overcomplicate stuff. And I'm not saying that you you shouldn't do this potentially, but me, for the level that I'm at as a gym owner, I'm looking at this and saying, man, I do not have time to test 8,000 variables. And I almost guarantee that if I tried to, I would probably have some sort of confounding variable in there where that I didn't understand. Meaning like I might test my AB, my AB test, my Facebook stuff, but then something on my landing page switched to and totally invalidated everything because it was the landing page that was causing the clicks or not causing the clicks as opposed to the Facebook ad. I felt overwhelmed. What do you think? Is that, am I a rare bird or is that common with this stuff? No. Yeah. You're, you're not, uh, you're not alone in, in, in that. Um, the other thing too is like, at a certain point, um, you know, you're not going to see, there's just not enough traffic really being generated in, in most of uh, the businesses that we okay. work with, right? We're not spending a ton per month. We're not getting a ton of eyeballs compared to someone who's got, a, you know, a $50,000 a month budget just on Facebook right. ads alone, right? You're not, where, where changing a button color could make a uh, you know the uh, a difference of like a one percentage point, right? You know, for us that wouldn't really mean a whole lot. But for someone who's getting you know thousands upon thousands of eyeballs, uh, you know, a half a percentage point, you know, makes a big mm -hmm. difference. You know, because they're they're just doing so much more volume, right? So at a certain point, um, it doesn't make sense if your business is really small if you're not spending a, a ton of money. Uh, some of these differences are going to be so small. You won't even catch them. You won't even see I them. have to know this. What's the best button color right now? What's hot for uh, winter 2020? Oh God, I don't know. I, I think you could probably just Google that. <laughs> I thought it was like green or blue or, or red. Uh, best button color, red or blue. Let's see. Or I, But then there's uh, green. Uh, you know, I don't know. You got to ABC test it, I suppose. Uh, Best color for a call to action. This is the first is one that that Google popped up on. Uh, someone's done a very good job of optimizing this with SEO. Oh, they're trying to get me to do a case study opt-in. Nope. I don't want to do that. I just want to see. Oh, pop man, up messenger, pop up contact info. Yeah. 
no. So I, I'm not even. I'm not even going to find the answer. We, we were trapped in a marketing funnel. Too much scrolling. Yeah, you caught the I mighty Mateo, and now they're going <laughs> to they're going to follow me everywhere too. They're going to re- retarget. Uh, let's just see. Is there a conclusion? In conclusion, in conclusion, ah, says to AB oh, <laughs> to find geez. out. Google let us down. Says <laughs> if they do nasty. It's pretty. This is the bottom line. It's pretty much impossible to prove which color is oh, better. That's great. You got to A/B okay. test it. There so you go. Now, yeah, now you're going to go to all these other sites and you're going to see ads for landing page buttons, yeah, opt-in special monster. colors. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so let me. I'll ask you this, and we're going to go and talk about some a way that you can uncomplicate things. But before we do that, the question I'll ask you uh, is this: If if you're a gym owner and you decide like, okay, I have to know, I have to do an A/B test. What would you test if you had to test one controlled variable as simple as possible, or maybe two? What would what would be the one that you would do? So my answer has changed on this. Uh, if you'd asked me this last year, it would have been different than what I'm going to okay. give you now. But basically, um, when you're running your ads, you know you typically want to start somewhere. Uh, you know, uh, you know, you start by imitating first, right? So you can. You can grab some of the ad copy and the images we have in the two brand course. You can do, uh, uh, you know, info and ads on some of your competitors on Facebook and see what they're running. Uh, take some ad copy, take some images that seem to be working and then run those and just get a baseline, right? See, see what you know, see how, it re- how uh, your audience responds. And then from there, uh, you know, I would really just run as long as you're selling, I would run that until, until the numbers don't work anymore, right? Uh, I know people are trying to keep their lead costs down, their ad costs down, and so they'll try to keep iterating and iterating. Um, but you'll you'll run into trouble if you do that too often. So um, find your winner, and then have that you basically run that into the ground. And then when you're ready to refresh, just create a new campaign. You can use your old winner from the previous one, and then introduce you know one or two new uh, pieces of ad copy. Uh, and uh, an image combination. So that would be like the way I used mm-hmm. to tell people. Um, nowadays, I would just say, hey, just do dynamic creative. Just let Facebook figure it out for you. Okay. Um, uh, that's kind of the way I would do it. Uh, Facebook also has a native A-B testing feature. But again, I I just don't think you're spending enough to where that that's going to give you the results and the answers that you're looking for. Okay. So what I would do is I would just default to dynamic creative. Let Facebook pick the winners for you, and uh, you don't even have to think about it. Okay, we're going to get into dynamic creative, and we'll tell you what it is and how it works right after this. Chris Cooper has created the Roadmap to Wealth. It is an app, and it is incredible. It will literally tell you step-by-step how to create an amazing business. It is based on data, the exact things the top gyms in the world are doing. There's no guessing. It's just action and results based on data. Step one is always complete our incubator, a 12-week sprint to build the foundation of your business. Step two, you're going to work with a certified mentor and use the roadmap to build your business. For more info, visit twobrainbusiness.com to book a free call with a mentor. Now we're back with Dynamic Creative. We've talked about this a tiny bit on a few previous shows, but we're going to get into it in a little bit more detail here. We've talked A-B testing, confusing, confounding variables, maybe beyond the average person, especially with a gym owner with a budget that's reasonable and not $10 million. So we can let Facebook do the work with dynamic creative. What is that? How does it work? Yeah. So, so let's say you have a campaign running and uh, you put out three pieces of different creative uh, over the course of a month. Two of them don't do so well, but one is working really well. 
Um, and then let's say another two weeks goes by, um, the ad costs on that winner start to come up a little bit, but it's still within a, a workable range for you. You want to see if you can beat that, right? So what's the best way to introduce a new piece of creative? Well, the problem is if you just dump it right into that campaign, let's say you, you take a new ad, put it right into the campaign you've been running, you're going to mess up the juju. You're going to mess up the, the optimization that's done already. And you run the risk of potentially competing against yourself. So um, that's why it's it's risky to do that. So I've I've actually asked, I've gone to a few um, conferences where I can talk to like real Facebook reps. Uh, I went to one in New Jersey, and then John and I flew to one all the way to uh, in in Germany. We went there uh, last Does year. Does Facebook? And no one, no, yeah, no one knows the answer to this question. No one knows the best way to introduce a new test. Most of the time, I'll, I'll get some version of like. Yeah, if the campaign's not work, if the campaign's working, don't mess with it. Don't introduce anything. Don't don't try and and it's like, all right, but what if I want to test to see if I can make it even better? They don't have a good answer for that. So uh, typically, the, the, people default to just shutting down the campaign, creating a new one with with fresh uh, data, uh, bring in your old uh, the the uh, piece of creative that was working well for you, and then introduce the new ones to see how it compares, starting fresh. Because uh, otherwise, there's not a really good way to introduce something new to a campaign that's running. Um, so, uh, so that's why I basically start out with uh, a campaign. If I'm wanting to test something, I'll usually shut down the old one and start okay. fresh. And uh, and when I start fresh, I like to use um, I like to use dynamic <laughs> dynamic creative. So, um, what's cool about dynamic creative is that you can basically add up to five pieces of written text for copy, five headlines, and then five images uh, or five videos. But you have to pick okay. one. If the campaign, you're going to do images, you have to do all images. If you're going to do videos, you have to do all videos. Uh, and then Facebook will put those into all sorts of different combinations uh, and then uh, present those to your audience and then identify the winner, the winning combination. So you don't even have to worry about making the combos yourself. Uh, you just put in the different headlines and images and pieces of copy that you want to uh, check out. They'll make they'll make the combinations for you and, and identify the winners. So they're doing a ton of work for you that uh, you know you don't have to track the data. You don't have to figure out which variables. They're just they're basically doing the uh, Frankenstein's monster of this thing's headline, this thing's uh, this combo. Yeah, headline three. Yeah. With image two and uh, call to action one uh, works and the best. And then when they see a winner, they're um, going to start pushing that one. Exactly, and and uh, and honestly, the reason I, 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 I we we started relying on that more is because uh, Facebook is removing more and more control, uh, taking away uh, more and more control from the advertiser okay. because. Um, and I think that's that's for a couple of reasons. One, uh, well, I don't know, but th- these are my this is my speculation. They're taking away more and more control uh, from the, away from the advertiser because one, they they don't want you doing something that's wrong or trying something out that would uh, you know give you a, 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 a subpar. Performance. They want your money because if yeah, because if your ads are if you if your ads aren't performing well and it's due to some error that you made uh you're gonna you're gonna blame facebook and you're not gonna run out of the campaign you're not gonna spend ads money on ads again and they want you to right so 
they are going to take away the control and let their fancy algorithms and their and their uh, super AI computers do the work for you to make sure your campaigns are performing the best that they can. You're seeing this too uh, with the budgeting, right? So previously, you used to be able to set up uh, different audiences and each audience had its own budget, right? So then if you wanted to, that was another way in which you could kind of A-B test or control different, uh, you know, see, see um, you know, which, which ads uh, creative was performing well in your audiences. That was a way you could do it, but they removed that. Starting in the, in the end of February, you will no longer be able to set budgets at the ad set level. It's going to be at the campaign okay. level because they want to be able to control and, and optimize where your money goes based on which ad set is performing best. Uh, not you. They don't want you doing it. Um, and so, uh, so that's kind of the, that's at least the way I see where the wind's blowing. The wind's blowing where they're going to control the budget and optimize it for you, the spend. They're going to control, um, you know, the ad creative and who's going to see what and, and how it, and, and identify the winners for you. And they're probably going to be able to do it better than we can. So, um, that's, uh, that's where I am. I'm, you know, I'm just going to defer to them and a lot of this stuff now. And, uh, and, uh, and I think it's gonna it's gonna be better in the so long. So it's kind run. of the equivalent of like you know going to the racetrack and you're just gonna throw some money on the horses because that one has a really cool tail, you know. And Facebook's like, eh, maybe just give us your ten bucks and we'll put it on the horse that's probably gonna win. Yeah, or you know, you can think of it like a uh, yeah, same thing or like index funds, <laughs> right? It's like you're not gonna be able to bet on the stock. You're not gonna be able to choose the winning stocks ever. So why don't you give it to us and we'll just put your money in all of the stocks. <laughs> uh, and that way, uh, it'll okay. be fine. You know? It stops people from going to the roulette table with their entire life savings and putting it on black. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Putting it on uh, uh, yeah. Facebook or putting it on uh, Apple or whatever. So the, the, I guess the, the d- dynamic creative is awesome. And it sounds like it's going to do a ton of heavy lifting for you, especially stuff. And again, if this is something that you as a professional marketer are saying like, this is helpful for me, uh, it's definitely going to be helpful for, you know, the standard gym owner who does not spend all day running Facebook ads, but is actually teaching classes and doing stuff. Uh, that's a cool thing. But I guess the thing that you need to have, if I'm understanding is you need to have at least five headlines or you need to have variations of stuff, right? Like you've got to create some different ads. You can't just write one ad. You've got to write several for that dynamic uh, creative chance. Right. Yeah. So if you only have like two different versions of copy and two images that you love using and it's working well for you and it's, it hasn't really let you down yet, like don't stress about it. Just keep, keep building ads the way you've been building them. If you're only ever changing a picture or two, uh, every six weeks or so, yeah, you don't really need to worry about dynamic creative. You just kind of keep building the the four different combos of ad creative and you're good to go. If you're on the other side of it where you have a lot of photos, maybe some variety in those photos, like you've got this woman, exactly. that guy, this kid, that or whatever, yep. you've got your various different people, your avatars, uh, you've got, you know, learn more, click now, different, a whole bunch of different ways to present that call to action. And you've got a bunch of different ways to frame your offer. You've got like a short, like you need this thing right now. And then you've got a features and benefits script that you're going through. It's like seven or eight, 10 lines. If you've got all that stuff, that's probably the stuff you want to fire into that dynamic creative and let Facebook sort out the pieces, right? 100% Mike. When you see the results of this, and I've seen uh, your partner, John has shown me a couple of these things. Uh, the one that I saw was, um, 
uh, dynamic creative that he tested and he, the one image crushed the other four like by a huge margin is that common do you often see one clear clear winner or is it like you know three or four that are closer what have you seen in those results um yeah no usually you're gonna see you're gonna see uh one or two front runners i mean sure. as soon as that happens facebook sure, is gonna sure. start pushing those guys do the other ones just essentially die off um, I think it depends on how long you leave it on. Um, I had, uh, I had one for one of my gyms in Philly and, uh, for a long time it was pushing all the money to this one creative. That one got a little bit too expensive. So it, uh, it then eventually started moving it to one of the other two that I didn't turn off. Um, and, uh, it all kind of evened out. Like by the end of like a three month period, all of them had pretty much the same amount of aggregate views and clicks and costs per action. But the timing at which those were, you know, who was in the, who was in the, the lead position, uh, the, the, fr- the, which of those creatives were the front runner, uh, changed depending on how long I left it. So I think it kind so of it's depends. Like all of a sudden dude with beard got some momentum and Facebook gave him a little love. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of sort of that. That's what happened at least with this one campaign I ran, uh, last year, but, uh, but yeah, you're gonna. But yeah, if you're looking at like a shorter time period, like that, like a month, for example, you're gonna you're gonna definitely see a. a so runner. you just said something that made me think. Uh, w- w- like, would you, as Facebook makes these decisions for you, would you actually turn off variations of, of an ad, and, or would you just let Facebook sort it out the whole time? Yeah, I used to. I used to do that, um, but nowadays I just let it. I just let everything run, and let Facebook do its do its job, especially with dynamic creative. You don't have to worry about that. You don't have to worry about turning And then when, when Facebook achieves, uh, you know, ascension, it becomes a sentient being and takes over the world and says, Terminator is back through time. We're probably going to regret this decision, but for now we're just going to let the machines take over. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah Connors is not happy with uh, this podcast episode, but uh, no. we're, your, yeah. your advertising budget probably will be, I think is probably the lesson from this. So uh, if people are looking for this, where will they find dynamic creative when they, uh, when they go to build that? Is it easy to find and use? Yeah, it should happen. Uh, you, you should get a prompt yeah. when you're in the uh, ad set level, when you're uh, after you finish up creating your audience, you should see a prompt there um, for like, Hey, do you want to try dynamic creative? You'll say yes. And then when you finish that with that screen, and you go into the actual creative part, it'll be there uh, waiting for you. Uh, that sounds like a great way to let uh, the heavy lifting go to someone who's more equipped to do it than you are so you can get back to running your gym and building your business. Uh, we're going to get let you get back to doing that right now. Thank you for listening. I'm Mike Workman with Mateo Lopez. As always, this is Two Brain Radio. Please remember to subscribe for more. Leave us a review. Leave us a comment. We'd love to hear from you. If you're a gym owner and you need some help growing your business, Two Brain Mentors can show you the exact steps you need to take to add $5,000 in recurring revenue. You can book a free call to talk to a certified mentor at twobrainbusiness.com. Do that today, and I'll say it in different ways. My A-B test, act now. This is Two Brain Radio. Thanks, guys.